Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we talk all about side hustles. We have a lot of people on our team that do a lot of things yeah. outside of the nine to five schedule. And I, we want to talk about it. There are so many cool things from everything from we have someone who's a fitness blogger, um, an Instagram superstar, <laughs> influencer, DJ, someone who's in a band that they're doing a lot of tours now and talking about how they manage that. Voiceover work, it's it's all over the place. It's pretty awesome. And so we want to talk to people about how they manage side hustles on top of working a nine to five and what they do to, to market those. And one thing that all the side hustles really had in common was using social media to promote them. For sure. And not only how to grow and network, but also in getting business and partnerships to make those brands to make those brands go. So let's get into this week's episode number eighty eight, marketing a side hustle. This episode is sponsored by Popcorn. Throwing a party and looking for a unique and delicious tasty treat? Weddings, company parties, corporate thank you gifts, whatever the occasion, Popcorn has a perfect complement to your event. Over 70 flavors to choose from. Call or go online to order. PopcornMN.com. We talked with Megan, um, who runs a fitness blog out outside of her 9 to 5 side hustle called Healthy Intentions. And also Katie, who is K80, the DJ, yeah. and does a ton of really fun shows and events and is a produces music as her side hustle. So Megan and Katie, what is your side hustle outside the 9 to 5? Yeah, so outside of my 9 to 5, I DJ electronic music, and I'm also diving into production as well. So um, yeah, I just play downtown Minneapolis from time to time. I'll play Barfly, The Loft, Skyway Theater, um, just even parties, like various events. It's really fun. Awesome. And then Megan, what's your outside 9 to 5 gig? Um, so I have a health and fitness blog. It's called healthyintentions.co. Um, and I have an Instagram account. It's the healthy intent. So I just like to share how I live an intentionally healthy lifestyle every day. I'm hoping to dive into some personal training and group fitness outside of work too, once I find the time, but running the blog is kind of what I do now. And this question I have for both of you guys is, first off, how did you get started with a side hustle? And then what have you been doing so far to grow it? Yeah, so I, I've i always been into music growing up and um, just with everything that I learned through college about marketing um, and just ending up kind of loving electronic music and wanting to play it for people and bringing that vibe gives me so much joy that it just kind of turned into, you know, a passion project. It's something that I don't necessarily do for a side hustle for money, just for more pleasure and satisfaction um, and creativity. So I just created Katie, which is my name, but just K80. Um, and really started to express myself through that. And yeah, so I guess it would have started about two years ago, give or take. And would you say like social media has been a big driving point of that? Because I know I follow you on Instagram yep. and I'm checking out all the upcoming <laughs> shows. Do you use any other tools besides Instagram to market? Um, I use Instagram and then just my Facebook page. That's really the best way, I think, for anybody who starts out, you know, wanting to promote themselves as a musician to go about it. Um, just making sure that you're talking about when your next performances are, showing videos, photos of your your performance, and kind of being able to share that alongside gives someone an experience 
before maybe they come to see you or they book you. So it's just a really helpful tool. And I know there's like SoundCloud and stuff like that. Are oh, you on yes, those as well? Oh, yes, of course. Yes, I can't believe I forgot that. SoundCloud, <laughs> duh, the biggest one probably. Um, it's a great platform to put your mixes on. And obviously when you produce music, you will be able to put that on there too. Um, so that's one of my goals in the coming future is to get a project up on SoundCloud. But I do have a mix on there. Um, it's it's a great platform for new and upcoming musicians. Do you want to kind of explain what SoundCloud is for maybe people who haven't heard of it before? Oh, yeah. SoundCloud is kind of like, um, well, if you know what Pandora is and Spotify, except it's artists, um, big and small, can put their own music out there into the world and even DJ mixes, whatever you want audio-wise can go on your profile um, and then you can see how many people view it. Um, I just, I listen to it all day. Um, a lot of famous DJ and producers have their mixes up there too and there's a lot of podcasts as well if that's yeah. what you're into. Um, so it's a great platform. Awesome. And then Megan, how did you get started and how are you growing that side with Healthy Intentions? Um, so kind of like Katie said, it's a passion project. I've always really been into working out, going to the gym, health and fitness. And um, that was just my thing as, as I was growing up. And I just found that a lot of people were always asking me questions like, how do you do it? What is the advice you recommend for me? How do you stay motivated? Like <laughs> all of that, thing. like all the time. And so eventually I was like, oh, I should just start a blog. I mean, like I've always wanted to... Um, keep that in my life and um, expand on it instead of just going to the gym and keeping everything to myself. So um, that's kind of why I started the blog a few years ago um, with the Instagram account. And and then yeah. I know that you've had some partnerships that you've been doing with that. Um, how have you evolved those and what does that look like? Yeah. So, um, well, they just kind of have come to me so far. It's I'm not really reaching out to people at this point. I think it's so just you're kind like, of a big deal is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> really wouldn't go that far right now. It's um, it's a baby, the whole vlog and the Instagram and still needs to grow. But I'd say that brands will come to me because they see that I um, genuinely enjoy using their products or, or their clothes or whatever it may be. Um, so I think the biggest thing in terms of marketing for me has been networking with other people, um, just kind of being involved in the community and talking about what I do um, while I'm out and about, maybe at a gym or while I'm... Um, I don't know, maybe grocery shopping or whatever, just like always talking about what I do and talking about my blog. And that's kind of where things kind of start growing. I have two questions. Well, it's kind mm -hmm. of one question. That's two questions, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, how does what you do here at Hubbard Interactive, you're in marketing and social media marketing, how mm -hmm. does that play into what you guys do outside of Hubbard Interactive? And how do you balance having a grow, growing a side hustle with, mm -hmm. you know, you're spending eight hours a day plus here at work and then you go home and do something else. Yeah. Well, okay. So at Hubbard Interactive, like obviously we're always working within social media, um, um, through MailChimp even and with influencer marketing. And so we're constantly learning how the world of social media marketing is evolving. And so taking those things that we learn from our team every day and bringing them home um, has really helped me. It's kind of opened my eyes to all these things that I could be and should be doing um, to grow my accounts. So that's been really cool. One of the things I had mentioned MailChimp is that 
I would hope to eventually make a MailChimp account for myself um, to market my blogs more instead of just my followers on WordPress getting a ping. I'd love to start doing MailChimp as well. Yeah, I think you really nailed that with just taking the learnings that we apply to work every day. Um, and for me especially, just learning how to craft really um, important and interesting content has really helped me with my page and also just learning how to place Facebook ads. I put an ad out for a performance one time just to try it. You know what I mean? It made me, this job has made me less afraid of it on my own for sure. Um, But like to your point, you spend eight hours a day working. Um, So then after work, um, I usually try to dive into either production. If I have a show coming up, I might work on you know, getting a mix together or getting ideas together for that. Um, I kind of balance it out between days of the week, you know what I mean? So like Monday, it's a crazy day. I think I just need to take some time off today from production, from DJing, mm-hmm. from anything I do outside of work and just let my mind have a rest. Or it's Tuesday, okay, so I'm going to get this mix together. Wednesday, I'm going to work on production for a couple hours. Um, Thursday I have class so it's like kind of balancing out throughout my days what I'm doing and knowing when to take a break because it can get really stressful it can feel like a lot because it's it is a lot so (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of how I've been attempting to make it work so yeah and like to Katie's point too how she's blocking off time for her to actually record and make a mix and stuff Mm -hmm. I think it's important to always remember that you have to take care of yourself and do your passion first before you even think about marketing it. Because I know that I'm no good on my blog or my Instagram account if I'm not going to work out daily or frequently, even if I start to forget about that and I'm trying to just market and do stuff just to do it, then what's the point even? I don't even have a good thing to talk about then because I'm not doing it myself. So it's definitely taking that time outside of work to make sure you're still doing your passion Mm -hmm. before you worry about promoting it and growing it and potentially making money from it. What's some advice that you would give someone who's maybe thinking about starting a side hustle that they're really passionate about? How would you recommend they get started? I'd say just do it. (laughs) Don't think about it. I thought about it for way too long before I even started and that gets you nowhere. Yeah, I would say and just look for ways that you can keep learning different avenues of that So if you are, you know, just practicing, say you're like learning the guitar and you want to perform guitar someday or something completely different, doesn't have to be music, um, just like crafting that first Mm -hmm. is really important. And then taking the time to then learn, you know, different marketing tips or tricks. Um, There's so many great resources out there that you can do it on your own small scale. Mm -hmm. And just my best advice is just to try stuff. Like if you are even diving into Facebook ads for your own personal side hustle, maybe just spend like five bucks. What's it gonna do? You're gonna see what happens with the results. You're gonna um, see kind of where that ad gets placed. It's it's not that scary, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say in terms of marketing that side hustle that you wanna do, definitely just go online and Google. There are so many tutorials, um, so many different platforms and apps you can use these days to um, help you organize your content, even schedule out your content so that you're not just bogged down with posting every day on your own. You can schedule it out a week in advance if you need to. 
So um, there's a lot of things out there that will get you started. Is there certain resources that you guys, and I'm sure they're specific to each of the industries that your side hustles are in, but is there certain resources you lean on? Like, oh, I'm going to, I really love this fitness influencer. So I follow her and get advice from her or things like that. Yeah, I, I follow a lot of different DJs and producers just to see kind of like what they're doing, who's pushing the envelope. Um, but then for me, it's like I don't have a method to my madness. And I feel like that's a lot of how my side hustle is kind of more like interesting to market for because mm-hmm. when you are an artist, you are trying to be authentic you know what I mean and so like you don't want to schedule things per se but Mm -hmm. I mean watching before your performances hey I need to really start pushing this so it ebbs and flows I would say so maybe um some good platforms for that would be like Planoly if you're on Instagram and you Mm -hmm. want to plan out your Instagram posts um but even Facebook has its own tools that you can schedule things so just kind of using those simple tools can really help Yeah, I'd say pretty much the same thing or like Tailwind for scheduling too on Instagram would be really helpful. Um, In terms of a blog, I use WordPress. Um, I started right from a template there. It was really simple and then used WordPress support to help me when I was creating it. Um, And it's just kind of started to evolve from there. I think just starting small and learning from the people around you is a great place to start. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on. This was great. Thanks for having us. (laughs) We chatted with Adriana, who writes a mental health blog titled Sincerely on Me and does tons of speaking events and panels. And Eric, Eric Sanchez on Instagram, (laughs) as he's known as, almost hit 10K. Not quite there. Almost there. Got to give you a little crap, Eric, who is also an influencer and is partnered with a ton of other brands. And he talks about what he's done with those partnerships. Eric and Adriana, how what are your side hustles? (laughs) So I have a mental health blog on the side, and I'm also a cheerleading coach at the University of St. Thomas. I feel like I do a lot of things outside of this job, um, but I work with other brands, and um, I'm an influencer. Um, I kind of categorize myself as more of content creation, um, but I'm also a personal trainer at Nine Rounds, so do kickboxing on the side. Awesome. So as far as um, like the influencer, and that's specifically on Instagram. Correct. Yep. How did you get started in that and what made you want to go that route? Um, I honestly hated art when I first started. (laughs) And so um, I was not a big fan. And ideally, just things just started popping in and out. And um, uh, eventually, I saw my um, Instagram kind of growing. And so Valley Fair first approached me. And so ever since that, it just kind of... I took it with a grain of salt and kind of continued and eventually my following has increased and then other brands started reaching out and from there I just kind of took it and went as far as I could and so it's been a great blessing. So do you have like a photography background or like you just started posting and then Valley Fair's like hey let's give you some tickets or how did that I do not have a photography background. (laughs) Um, I basically just kind of picked up the camera and just kind of learned because I'm a visual learner. I definitely... Um, learned from other people. Um, I follow other influencers. I follow follow other brands. And so I pick and choose what I like, what I don't like, what kind of works. And then it kind of just eventually evolved. So it was kind of sweet to see the improvement. And then Adriana, with your blog, how did you decide to start growing that? And we've talked on other podcasts a little bit more in depth about it, but give us the 
the thousand foot level? Um, well, it was a super random spur of the moment decision. I was kind of like not in a great place and I wanted to start something with the goal of helping at least one other person. So with that in mind, right after I graduated, I just started building this whole thing out and now I'm rebranding it. So it's been a slower process because it's so specific in what it is. It's not like a lifestyle blog. It's very specific to mental health. So it's a little harder to grow. But just by sharing like personal things and like reaching out to other people and having other people reach out to me, it kind of grows that way. And as far as marketing this, so Eric, you have partnerships you've worked with, you're starting to get some partnerships with yours. Like, how do you get the word out besides just sharing content on social media? Is it just a lot of hashtags? Is it DMing people? What does that look like? Um, I definitely use different strategies. I mean, for me, it's trying to, um, social media is all about engaging with other people, other platforms. So for me, it's that interaction between different accounts, different brands, commenting where it makes sense you know, DMing different people. Um, When I always go on a trip, it's for a reason and it's for either networking or just kind of getting to know other people across the country. And so Mm -hmm. it's definitely opened up different um, areas of opportunity for me to work with brands, but also work with other people and kind of learn from them. Um, So it's definitely just something that I'm accustomed to and love doing so and you're leaving for cali tomorrow yep so we're gonna get some give us some was it some instagram <laughs> content you got some stuff planned i got a lot of stuff planned um <laughs> there's a reason for that trip and i'm super excited um so yes yeah, so i guess you're just gonna have to stay tuned so <laughs> okay drop your your drop your insta handle right now uh, my instagram handle is at eric sanchez so you are u-r-k-s-a-n-c-h-e-z so Sweet. and then adrian what about you Um, Well, for me to sort of grow and get these brand sponsorships, it's a lot of engagement and a lot of networking. So going to different blogger events and just talking with other bloggers, brands tend to find one person that they really like. And then from there, like see who they're friends with, who are they hanging out with? So just by affiliating yourself with someone that's bigger, you can kind of also like, hey, this other person exists. So just like putting myself out there, going to events, speaking on panels about mental health, there's always people out there that are looking to uh, partner with someone that has a blog like me. Mm -hmm. Um, So just kind of going to things and beating that like social anxiety to be there and like talk to other people. So, yeah. And you recently spoke on a few different panels. How Mm -hmm. did you get that partnership? Was it just you, was it networking? You just met someone and they got you on there or did someone find your Instagram account and DM'd you? Kind of a combination of both. I randomly have a ton of friends that live in the healthcare space. So when they're planning these things, they're always like, hey, we want an outside perspective that's not someone who's a medical professional. Are you wanting to speak on this? And I'm like, okay, sure, that's fine. And then for blogging events, I recently was a panelist on just like a self-care um, blogging panel. And that was sort of just, I know these people and they found me and reached out, asked if I wanted to be there. And I was like, yep, I'm free. I guess I'll speak <laughs> about this. So that's awesome. what about um, separating yourself from your online brand? Because both of you guys basically are online as yourselves. You're not starting another company. So how do you, how do you, how much, how personal do you get? How much personal stuff do you post versus how much, you know, kind of branded content do you post? How do you balance that? Uh, For me, I am my own brand. So everything I post is to that personal level. And I think that's the 
best thing for myself and my blog. If I start to just post things about the blog and not hit it on a personal level, my blog kind of loses its purpose. So I very much have become my brand. And I think my audience really wants that authenticity from me. So if I just start doing sponsored content and not posting about things happening in my life, then my engagement drops. And I know that. So I just need to continue to be personal. And it's really difficult sometimes to sort of put everything out there for the world to see. But I've kind of just gotten used to that. And I just get over that little hump of anxiety and post that. And that's it. Cool. Uh, For me, it's all about planning. So I definitely know what I'm going to be posting ahead of time um, and what I kind of want to touch points on, um, whether that's personal, you know, family or just in general work stuff. Um, Ideally, I I don't think there's a best strategy to kind of, you know, go about posting things. Um, But for me, it's all about storytelling with what I do on my Instagram. So um, I try not to do branded posts a lot. Sometimes I reach out to brands in like past a deadline. And so it kind of like screws things up and I have to kind of make up for it. Um, But it just kind of varies. But as far as like personal stuff, I've definitely learned from one experience not to like post where you live or your address because of one bad experience. But ever since that, it's been like a learning curve. So um, it's definitely something that you give or you take and you do and and you learn from it. So just kind of varies. What advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking about starting a side hustle and, you know, like you guys, they have full-time jobs and they do this on the side, plus everything else that you guys have going on (laughs) in your lives. How do you balance it and what advice would you give? It's a ton of time management. And when you start, you kind of have to go into the expectation that if you wanted to succeed, you have to put the time into it, not just 30 minutes after work, let me work on some stuff. For me, working on my blog, it's working 40 hours during the work week and then working an additional eight hours on a Saturday and then even more hours on Sunday to make it successful. It's kind of like a full-time job on the side. You have to put in that work and there's sacrifices that come to that. But if you wanted to succeed, you have to make those sacrifices. So not going out like day drinking with your friends on a Saturday and saying, no, I have to work on this instead. I want to succeed in this and sort of balancing that out and also realizing when you're overworked. So if I have a super stressful week here at work, I'm not going to work a full day on Saturday. And I just know that, okay, it's not going to grow a lot, but I need this time to sleep, watch Netflix and not be working and staring at a screen. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, I feel like if you're not committed to something and you don't um, resonate well with it, you're probably not going to excel. You definitely have to have passion for what you're trying to do. Um, So I don't know. That's the one thing that I definitely feel like I would give advice. Um, Just make sure you're committed and planning is always important. So, yeah. Is there any resources or tools out there that you guys use for your side hustles that would be really helpful for someone listening? Maybe it's, I I know Megan mentioned a couple um, earlier, like what was the time one? Uh, Tailwind Tailwind. or MailChimp or. Yeah. Yes. So, sorry. Uh, There's later. um, I mean, as far as like Instagram goes, there's later, there's plan. 
Um, there's different software tools that, that you can visually see, like your layout or whatever. Um, as far as anything else, I mean, it's just learning what other, you know, influencers, brands are doing and, and connecting with them and networking and asking them questions how to improve, how, you know, how to do things a certain way, um, looking at different apps that other people are utilizing, whether that's video creation or photography or whatever. Um, so there's different ways that you can kind of go about things and, and to improve yourself. And so I'm always asking those questions 100%. For me, one of the biggest things was finding a mentor. So looking at someone that you kind of, in a way, aspire to be, like you want the success that they have and you want to know how they got to that point. So working one-on-one with a mentor and sort of sitting down for coffee, just talking about things, talking about what I'm doing, how I can improve on things from someone who is successful in what they're doing has been super helpful. And it takes a while to find that perfect person. But once you do, that's helped me significantly growing just my personal brand, deciding to do the relaunch and sort of the rebrand. So that's my... And did you just find someone like on Instagram that you like looked up to and you just reached out or how did you develop that partnership? Um, so, yep, just sort of creeping on Instagram through hashtags and looking at other like blogging communities and looking at, you know, what's the platform that this person is speaking on. And I sort of found someone that was very similar to what I wanted to be doing. And I just sent a DM and it was pretty simple, like, hey, I'm really new to this. And, you know, I really look up to what you're doing. What are the chances you want to grab coffee so I can explain what I want to do and see if you can help me? And most of the time, someone who has thousands and thousands of followers, they're really willing to help someone who's really new to the scene and help them grow as well because they can also talk about how they're helping other people. So just finding that balance between, you know, them helping other people, but also helping themselves in a way. Thank you guys. All right, see In this one, we talk with Anna Johnson, who is the founder of The Butterfly Path, which is a nonprofit, and Tori, who runs her own hilarious side (laughs) blog called Earth to Brides, which is all about finding the humor and a little bit of the crazy ridiculousness that comes with planning a wedding. Let's start with what is your guys' side hustle? Yes. So hello, Tori here. Um, my, side, my side hustle is a blog called Earth to Brights. It's um, obviously about weddings. And my spin on it, though, is a little bit different. It's a little bit more of an honest take about how it's not actually a super great process. Um, it is. It's fun and it's enjoyable, but there's a lot of stressors that no one talks about. So it's a place where people can be honest and look at weddings with more of a sense of humor. Yeah, and mine, this is Anna. I have a nonprofit called The Butterfly Path, and basically it started off as a blog um, bringing light to mental health resources and issues, and then turned into a nonprofit um, to raise money for people who can't afford the resources, or um, yeah, basically getting resources more involved in Wisconsin. So that's that. Um, How did you guys get started with your side hustles? It just kind of happened. So <laughs> it's something I always wanted to do, um, but it the honest truth is it costs money. And so mm-hmm. when I was in college, when realistically I probably had the most time to do it, I didn't have any of the money to do it, um, at least do it well in the way I wanted to do it. So one day I was finally like, now is the time, just make the jump. And I bought the URL and the Squarespace mm-hmm. site and the Instagram handle and all that. And 
it just the balls got rolling there's no real big aha moment for that so it's more just like just do it like yeah just set it up was it's the something hurdle. i always love to was weddings i don't know why i would buy the knot in stuff in college not married I have a long-term partner. That's probably what it'll always be. Um, so he is not going to listen. <laughs> no, he doesn't even re- read my blog. I'm like, hey, did you notice that? So don't worry. He gets mentioned plenty of times in the blog. Um, but um, it's something I always loved. And realistically, it probably would have been better because I would have been considered probably an early adopter had I done it when I wanted to, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mine was, I always um, kind of create my frustrations and the motivators. So I basically was super frustrated with one day of um, the stigma behind mental health and kind of coming from a community where I um, grew up in. We've, it's like, um, there should be more resources. I mean, we're right by the Twin Cities and everything, um, just in a different state. And... Um, the, we did have resources and it just was a lot of, and my mom's an educator, so there was a lot of um, conversation with all ages and all classes with mental health resources. Um, and so it just became kind of a year long process of kind of figuring out where I wanted my frustrations to place in the motivators. And then the butterfly path came about. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys market your side hustles? Social media is huge. Yeah. Um, I would say Facebook and Instagram. I do have a Pinterest as well, just for like long-term SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I will do is um, maybe once a month, throw 25, 50 bucks on one of my blogs, promote it on Facebook, as well as Instagram. And then Pinterest, I have done ads in the past. I don't really do that anymore. Um, if I got into more designing like infographics and of the like, mm-hmm. I think probably get back into Pinterest a little bit. Um, but yeah, I would say pretty much social media is my big thing. Um, I got, oh, this is so exciting, guys. So if anyone wants to go with me this Thursday, um, I got put on a PR list. Mine's still like itty bitty baby, but someone wants me to go check out this event. And Bro- yeah, so if anyone is wants to Is it like a go, bridal? Like- yeah, it's a new oh. event space. I think oh, it's a mixture cool. of like, maybe was a golf course or something. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. But I get a plus one, so it's this Thursday. I got it on like Saturday. That's it's awesome. So cool. It's from four to seven. And do you so. think someone just found it by like, they probably just searched up bridal blogs yeah, or your hashtag it, or something? I think so. It looks yeah. like um, this person works for a PR company and she must have partnered up with this new event space. Wow. So yeah. That's so cool. I need That's a date awesome. if anyone wants to go with me, <laughs> a plus one. Um, but yeah, so now That's more awesome. of that stuff is starting to trickle in, which has been really exciting. So hopefully that creates more brand awareness and more features elsewhere to bring people back to me. Awesome. That was That's a awesome. big curve to get back to that. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine was basically social media. I kind of, it started with word of mouth saying that I was, well, I started a blog and then I changed my blog about three times. Like we started with like, I have like three different names probably mm-hmm. for it. Um, and then word of mouth telling people that I'm starting a nonprofit. And then um, I created t-shirts that said choose happy on it. And then I posted them on Facebook and then I sold a hundred and then it kind of blossomed from there. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it was definitely social media, more Facebook than Instagram because that's like totally our demographic is more Facebook. Um, So kind of learning to post, we post differently on Facebook than Instagram instead of posting both at the same time, just Mm -hmm. because it's what works. 
Um, yeah, and then just kind of rolling from there. And like, yeah, we just do small increments with Facebook ad spend mm-hmm. because small businesses can't really. <laughs> yeah, that's coming afford. out of my pocket. <laughs> yeah, huge chunks. So yeah, so that's basically that. And then how do you balance your side hustles on top of your nine to fives? <laughs> yeah, ditto oh. Anna on the lap. <laughs> it's hard. It is really hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, but one thing I've been trying to do is on either Saturday or Sunday, implementing almost like office hours, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and being like, for four hours, I have to sit down and work on this. For four hours, I'm going to write a blog. And once you get going, it usually doesn't take so that long. so good too when you're done with yeah, it. It's like, because clearly you put it off sometimes because sometimes you get home and you're like, I just need a cocktail and like Netflix. <laughs> like that's all I need. Or right now my hammock. Yeah. Um, so it's just finding what works and I'm finding that just dedicating like once a week a certain amount of hours is really helpful for me. Yeah, it's big time management. I had to create because within a year I moved from one house to like two other different houses. So I had to move all of my stuff and so you kind of find your niche and then you have to move again and so i created um our guest room is basically my office we have a bed for people but (laughs) basically it's my office and i bought like a bulletin board and a whiteboard because i have to like draw out my ideas and like be super organized that way so and i just i'm reading um the happiness project book and she talks about how if you create a list of everything you have to do, majority of the time, it only takes like five minutes for some small tasks to get done. You just have to like rip the bandaid off and do it. So I make a big list of everything I have to do for the butterfly path. And then like if it's creating a specific graphic or creating a presentation for an event or something. And then, yeah, taking it's like on Sundays around the end of the month, I do all social media content. Like I plan it out for the month. Um, and then kind of go from there but it's a lot of like yeah yeah people want you to meet like during the day and it's like well I have a job (laughs) (laughs) I have to make money (laughs) I need money to support this yeah Yeah. is there anything that you guys use that people listening might be like oh it'd be great if there I could use something like that I use um for I've used a couple different scheduling tools because like we said before we can't really afford like high-end content creation stuff um so i use later and they have an app as well and i was telling some of our coworkers about that who also have some side gigs mm-hmm. and it shows you i mean you can do more analytic stuff if you get like if you pay for it but right now you basically can schedule content out um you can save captions you can so i can like save hashtags you can tag people in photos so like i can take the photographers who took our photos um is this just for instagram or is it for facebook too Facebook, Instagram, oh, okay. Pinterest. I'm like writing this down. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. it's really, really nice. And then their app is really awesome too to use because then you can, um, it's really user friendly, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the one I used to use. Oh, Tailwind. Yeah. I tried Tailwind. That one Didn't is not very. I think if you pay for it, it's a lot. Like most yeah. things, right? If you pay for it, it's better. You know? Yeah, that one was a good starter. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad I discovered later. So I don't know. What, what do you use for yours? Wheel? Um, <laughs> I was like, I just wing it. Just post it. Kind of. Actually, I do. Um, Hootsuite more so. Um, and in Facebook. So Instagram's where I curate more content. Facebook's where I... I also curate content, but it's more like article based. So I'll typically just schedule it out in the platform. Oh, yeah. um, 
I don't give a lot of attention to Facebook. Sorry. Um, but it's just so, not where my audience is. Yeah, that, but, it's, that's what's so intriguing is like understanding your audiences. Right. So I will be going to my desk and looking up this later situation, though. I really like that you can tag people in it. Yes. Because in, in Hootsuite, you can. Maybe if you pay for it, but it would be really nice to be able to do that. And then, Tori, you just went through like a, I don't know if rebrand is the yeah. right word, but yeah, re- rebrand. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes. Earth oh. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's very so pink. <laughs> you, how did you, because you worked with someone else on I that did. partnership. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Shameless plug for Stephanie Mathena. She's awesome. Check her out. Um, yeah. So she worked with a friend of mine and uh, was recommended to me. So I checked out her stuff. Uh, we started talking. She sent me a questionnaire, which was really nice. Um, it That's got helpful. me, yeah, it got me thinking about stuff that I wouldn't normally have thought about. So I filled that out and then she sent me like mock-ups and ideas for different logos. And I was like, and it took her no time where I was like, this would have taken me one right. whole year to figure out. Um, and then she made whole, whole new logo and blog images and whatnot. So it really kind of refreshed. Um, an old coworker and friend did my first round and she did a fantastic job. It was just time now to take it to the next level. Yeah. And she really helped me do that. And she's really cool because she loves to help female entrepreneurs. I actually think I forwarded her stuff yeah. on to you. Yeah. Um, and she'll That's my to-do list. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. The ever-growing to-do Sunday list. list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so she's really great at supporting females because she's trying to do it. She's freelance now, so anything helps for her. So, but she was really collaborative. She came up with a bunch of different ideas because um, initially I was really against like scripted fonts. I felt like that was like really kind of overdone. And then the, what she sent to me, I was like, oh my gosh, like yeah. this is actually really cool because I hadn't seen a font like this or whatnot. Um, I'm what is that like sans serif like really skinny thin fonts I'm like all four and that's what it originally was but it didn't pop looking back with all this new stuff so yeah yeah, it was just a matter of reaching out she was a connection that I had I had met her before working with her but more in a social setting just since she was a connection through a friend Um, but I would 10 out of 10 recommender. And then you both have like some really beautiful photography, like with the t-shirts, you have all these great photos and then you did some headshots, Tori. Oh yeah. For your yeah. I was like, love. Did you partner with photographers? Was that, how did you develop those relationships? <laughs> what that look like? So another shameless plug, HL Photo. <laughs> That's my friend Heather. Um, she is a wedding photographer and kind of like outdoor type photographer. So I reached out to her and was like, I need to look professional. We're actually trying to figure out because it was winter and I joke that I only wear all black. So that's not super pleasant, you know, in July. <laughs> so um, we're going to refresh and do more like a spring summer shoot again as well. Yeah, we partnered with so an old a former board member of mine. She's in grad school right now. And then one of her classmates does photography on the side and it's super artsy and amazing. And so we just have her and we meet downtown Hudson and then we just take i mean she gives me like all these great shots to use that i still can like jordy. pull some is it jordy no no, no. Like, be, let me just shameless plug everyone no right <laughs> jordy will be probably our next one too cool. just kind of finding all these small that's what we yeah. love like small businesses supporting other small businesses mm-hmm. and people who are trying to 
um, also grow their portfolio, which is super, super mm-hmm. awesome. That's something I have found is really helpful. Finding other small organizations that mm-hmm. are also portfolio building. Um, there's a lot more collaboration in that versus finding someone who's got 300,000 Instagram followers and it's $1,500 for right. an hour shoot. Yeah. You know, that's just not feasible. And these people that are your friends or connections are equally as talented. So you yeah. can pat each other on like the back using your own pool of people to help grow yeah yeah there. yeah and what was super cool is i was telling um emily gustafson was the one who did our photos and she i told her i like more cool tones and she's like oh perfect that's good to know and so then when i get the photos back she incorporates that more and then now that like instagram vibes are changing you know seasons mm-hmm. that's kind of like where the revamping comes <laughs> into play and you can kind of play around with that which is really cool love it thank you guys yeah thank thank you we meet with Derek who has the band Uncle Daddy which wait till this section oh it's so much fun (laughs) great content there and Chad Joe who does Chad Joe voiceover and he oh my goodness radio spots cartoons you can hear it in his voice you can hear it in his voice yes so let's start with if you guys want to introduce yourselves and what your side hustle is Chad. My name is Chad Peterson, and I am a voiceover actor. So this is going to be the best sounding (laughs) segment of the podcast. I really hope so. Smooth sounds of Chad Peterson. That's what I'm after. Uh, And I'm Derek Hagenis, and I play guitar in a rock and roll band called Uncle Daddy. (laughs) I love this already That's not your normal voice. You're trying to compete with Chad right now. I am right now, yeah. (laughs) So first off, how did you guys start your side hustles and get into them to begin with? You want, to go, you want me to go first? All right. So uh, for me, radio and, uh, you know, cartoon acting has always been a background for me. Uh, and radio slowly just kind of progressed into voice acting as a thing because as the digital markets take off more and more, voice acting is more and more accessible to just about anybody. Um, so I decided to dive in about a couple of years ago, slowly started to uh, get some clients thanks to the social media. And... Um, yeah, rolling into 2020 with big, big dreams. That's awesome. <laughs> I've been, uh, so I've been playing guitar since I was eight years old. I've played in a lot of different bands all through high school, college, and after. Um, recently, we started this band about a year ago after a few of my like good, good buddies from back home moved home from Las Vegas and other states. I'm blanking on where they were, but... Um, we decided to start this group and it's probably been our most successful project so far. So we've been hitting it really hard with, uh, Instagram and Facebook and just trying to develop new engaging content. That's not just music. Cool. Funny follow- side story. We actually grew up together. So I've uh, groupied Derek's band. Yeah. Um, Jen and I forever. actually went to high school together, which <laughs> is really Such crazy and elementary world. <laughs> small town, Wisconsin. That's uh-huh. wild. So I follow both of your guys' side hustles on Instagram mostly for social media. And so I've been seeing what you guys have been posting about. So how do you, first off, how do you come up with content ideas? So for me, content ideas uh, initially surrounded just kind of showing off my work, um, kind of giving a side of the booth most people don't really get to see. And because you say, I'm a voiceover actor, and they go, what the heck is that? <laughs> um, so just showing the inside of my booth, uh, me being me, and that, that did really well for a time. And now it's more so about... Um, you know, utilizing my social media knowledge with voiceover, how do I better educate potential clients or current clients um, to help drive more work? And then you were doing that journey to 30. So talk about that hashtag you were, you were promoting for a <laughs> sure, while. Sure, sure. So the journey to 30 was um, when I was 29, I decided
decided I needed to really launch hard into a year-long initiative before I turned 30 to to better achieve some of the things I've always uh, dreamt of getting. And, um, you know, I didn't make it 100% on all my goals. VoiceOver was the big focus, but really it was just about, um, you know, to me it was about getting started in VoiceOver and establishing myself and really it turned into just uh, self-discoverance and, and a way to become better aware, um, discover what my brand truly was, the things I needed to work on and um, start a, a huge growth effort. It really got your creative side out there too, like like what it takes to actually do that work and like yeah you were posting almost daily for a lot of it and absolutely you know some days were not good some days were great and you right. were honest about it the whole time which i thought was awesome well thank you i definitely take the the gary v approach when he says you know document don't create um so you know we're out there creating content but at the same time just documenting that journey which was huge for me in terms of co- uh, overcoming some fears and putting myself in front of people which I think we all struggle with. And uh, yeah, that daily regimen, making sure I hit that, whether it was good or bad, uh, not only put me um, in a light to not be an influencer, but actually impact people, but at the same time showed that I was willing to work through things enough that clients were like, yeah, we'd rather use you than some other people. That's awesome. That's and then um, with a name like Uncle Daddy for a band, you probably have some really <laughs> weird, fun content you can do on social media, Derek. So tell us a little about how you get inspired to post about that. <laughs> well... The group that I'm in is five comedians in a way. Like everybody has got really funny stuff to say and come up with. Uh, Yeah, and the whole story of how this band even became called Uncle Daddy is ridiculous in its own (laughs) self. But uh, so we've kind of, as we've been playing with it, been kind of developing personalities Aside from it, because I mean, we all wear like crazy 70s garb and just get weird on stage. And our singer wears fur jackets and usually no top. Um, But we have one guy in the band, too. His name is Dave. And we call him Skip because for the very first show, he wore this sailor's hat. And we said from now on, you're not allowed to ever play a show without it. And (laughs) you'll forever be known as Skip. And so we've been trying to come up with like ways to put more video out there because we've been noticing like our live videos and just like any goofy stuff we post people interact with. So we started doing something originally with stories called Sippin' with Skip because a lot of our ideas come from drinking beer and hanging out. Always. Those are all my best ideas come from too. Yeah. And uh, so we wanted to have him come up with interesting but really just goofy stories on you know what's a good workout well lift your beer from a to b and um you know how to properly dress for a show or what kind of equipment we use and he just puts a spin on it and so we started doing that with stories and then it turned into we were getting a lot of engagement from it so we started uh using the instagram tv platform so we could do longer form like two three minute videos and uh, so now it's like a weekly thing. Like we're getting messages. What's the next one about? What are <laughs> so it's almost become this you know rock and roll sideshow in a weird way. So we're having a lot of fun with that. <laughs> and then how do you guys balance? Obviously, we both have we all have full time jobs, nine to yeah. fives. How do you balance that with your side hustles and make time to do it? Um, well, commitment 
like we commit a day a week at least for getting together and practicing. So it's one of those things where everybody is so busy with work and being married and pretty all of us are married except for our singer, but he's in a relationship as well. So it's just setting that time aside and saying, we're going to do this because everybody, you got to have something outside of work. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing is committing the time to doing it and staying focused. And now it's kind of become a thing where the band is actually getting a lot more traction than we originally thought. We were just like, we're just going to do something for fun. But now we're going on studio tours this week and getting more shows that are coming to us and going out of state more. And so we're like, okay, well, this is actually something. So we just got to put the time in. And then I carve out time every day to lay out our calendar for our social posts write all the copy, pick the photos. We have a great photographer that does all our live stuff at Kyler Harlan, shout out. Uh, takes awesome pictures and we just, we the big thing is just carving out the time and doing it. Yeah, for me, uh, one man show. Uh, I too am married, I have a kid, a dog. Um, and so it's definitely a lot. So it's habitualizing a bit of, um, just, you know, whether you want to do it or not, you kind of got to do it and getting that mindset. And then I focus on just 1% more a day, um, just to get you through because it doesn't feel like a heck of a lot in one day, but at the end it, it, it adds up. Right. So, um, I really focus on that. Uh, I try to develop a weekly uh, schedule for myself too that focuses on various aspects. So whether I'm working on, you know, mastering my craft, getting better at acting, getting better at production, uh, to marketing and sales, actually doing the research, doing the uh, the outreach, and, and then the content creation too, um, factoring that in with my practice schedules and whatnot. Um, it just takes planning and being habitual about it and waking up ungodly early and staying <laughs> oh, up very late no uh, to, to just get it done because uh, there's there's tons of mornings of 3 a.m. wake-ups and uh, 11 p.m. shutdowns um, to, to get the work done. So One thing I'd like to ask, because both of you have done a fair amount of video in your social media mm-hmm. posting and everything, but neither of you are mm-hmm. professional videographers. So what tools did you use and how do you make video a part of your strategy for marketing? Have you seen our videos? They're so professional. <laughs> I'm not saying that. No, no. Like mine with the uh, the grow light that I have is my studio light. And the, yeah. yeah. And always comments on the pink. The pink color. The pink coloring, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Not professional. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, so far we've been using uh, iPhones for our video. Um, trying to keep it as raw and organic as possible. I've started using Adobe Premiere Rush for doing the editing because I am not a professional videographer. Um, It's a lot easier. You can use it on your phone, on your computer as well. Um, It's really intuitive for just dropping the clips. So having some video background... I'll do, I'll pick up like all my B-roll shots and we'll shoot things a few different times just so we have some options. Um, but Adobe Rush and then also use a lot of Photoshop and After Effects for any after editing that we need to use. Um, and then also I haven't, I just got it today, but we're trying out a new iPhone lens 
that you pat recommended <laughs> yes i'm excited to see that <laughs> yeah me too so we're gonna we're we want to up the video quality without having to buy an expensive camera so we're Wait, gonna so what is this iphone lens uh it's made by moment right yep that's yeah. the it's brand. like on amazon Ooh. or something or yeah so it's uh pat showed it to me uh it's called moment lens uh you get the case for your iphone pixel or android and then the lens is like it screws on so it like mounts right to the phone and they make different sizes and i asked pat hey i'm mainly shooting people interviews things like that what would be a good one and he said try out the 58 so that i just got the email that it arrived so i'm very curious to try that out yeah i've had a moment lens for a while and it's it's crazy the quality of an add-on lens to your phone it's yeah and it's super affordable that they do yeah and they're you know 100 bucks or so yeah it's like i think with the case and the lens it was like 160 bucks so i think that's a little less hard on the wall yeah. than buying a, <laughs> than you know, buying like a, a full camera. camera camera rig you know yeah. especially for something that we're just doing off the cuff right love it uh, and for me, I'm, I'm a iPhone Adobe cat as well. Uh, I do all my recording in um, Adobe Audition and I am a subscriber to the Creative Suite. So I've got uh, access to all the fun stuff. But um, my last gig, I did do a little video work. So I was uh, I was learning uh, Premiere Pro and uh, that's kind of where I did all my video editing right away recently got on the premiere rush train as well it's so nice it's so good for on the fly editing on your phone which i mean if you're taking all the video on your phone anyway it's easy to just you know for me mix my sound on my computer airdrop it over to my phone and mix the whole thing there airdrop is so slick i finally figured that out Um, oh, and the other thing too with Rush is you can share right to your social media yeah. pages from the program. Cool. There's no other additional uploading Save that you have it, to do. It's it, like yeah. put your Facebook page, Instagram page, boom, send. Social sounds so easy to make content, but it's amazing how like just to do some of the basic stuff, it could take you 30 minutes to do a one minute video mm-hmm. because you're trying to look natural and organic, but you know, <laughs> you want it to be edited well, at least in my instance, wanting to add the audio. Um, so yeah, having things like Premiere Rush where you can just share in five seconds, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we can get Adobe to sponsor this, this podcast. Oh yes, episode. please. Um, <laughs> and uh, Gibson guitar, Orange Amps, if you're listening. <laughs> I use the heck out of your stuff. Please send me all the goodies. We both would use Sennheiser microphones as well. So yeah. <laughs> oh, we just sing into a pop can or a beer can oh, that's got a mic- old microphone from the fifties in it. That's sounds great. Sound. <laughs> sounds great. Um, this was awesome. Thank you guys for being on today. Of course. Thank Thanks you for having us. All the links we talked about in today's podcast will be in the show notes at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP88. Check out all these guys, awesome side hustles, support them, follow them on Instagram, check out their websites and give them some love and shout outs on, on social. Make sure to subscribe to the Social Feed Podcast with Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player to get a brand new episode delivered right to you every Wednesday. Thank you all for listening and we'll be back next week. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell. This episode is sponsored by Popcorn. Throwing a party and looking for a unique and delicious tasty treat? Weddings, company parties, corporate thank you gifts, whatever the occasion, Popcorn has a perfect complement to your event. Over 70 flavors to choose from. Call or go online to order. Popcornmn.com.